with me to Judges, we started talking about uh, something, hallelujah, last week. I entitled the sermon, Am I in Love with Delilah? Am I in Love with Delilah? I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, why didn't I say, are you in love with Delilah? You know, when you say, are you in love with Delilah, it means that it is not, it's removed from you. It means that you are not Delilah. Delilah is somebody else. Are you with me? And it doesn't personalize it. And I also said last week that Delilah is not necessarily a lady. Amen. Delilah is not a woman. Delilah is a character. Amen. Are you in love? Am I in love with Delilah? Judges chapter 16. I know you know the story, so I'm not going to belabor it. I'm not going to read all of it. Let's start from verse 1, and then we'll jump as we go on. Amen. Now, Samson went to Gaza and saw a harlot there and went in to her. Now, before we, we go on, I'm sure you all realize or you all remember that Samson went with his mother and father to marry a Philistine. This was before this woman. You remember the one that when they were going on the way, there was a lion that tried to attack them, unbeknown to the mother and father, and he went behind and killed the lion. And as they went and did their marriage and they were coming back, he saw that bees had made their honey in the lion. You remember that story? So that was the first woman. And this is the second woman. Amen. Now Samson went to Gaza and saw a harlot there and went in to her. And when the Gazites were told that Samson was here, they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the gate of the city. They were quiet all night saying, in the morning when it is daylight, we will kill him. And Samson lay low till midnight when he arose at midnight and took hold of the doors of the gates of the city and the two gateposts and pulled them up, bar and all, and put them on his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Hallelujah. So let's, then verse 4 says that afterward he happened to love a woman of the valley of Sorek named Delilah. Somebody say Delilah. Delilah. And the Bible says the lords, let me, let me paraphrase so that we don't waste time. And the lords of the Philistines came and they said to Delilah, listen, all of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver if you would entice this man to find out where his great strength lies so that we'll be able to kill him and destroy him. And so it, Delilah was very happy about this situation. And Delilah kept on the first time, he said that if you bind my, my hair with seven fresh, is it verse seven? Then if you bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, then I will become weak and be like any other man. So the Philistines brought up seven strings of bowstrings and they tried it. 
and we know what happened until Delilah said in verse number 15, he says that, and she said to him, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. And it came to pass when he, she pestered him daily with her words that and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death. And he told her all his heart and said, No razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me and now become weak and be like other men. Hallelujah. And I said to you last time that the reason why it was a secret that needed to be discovered was because if you look at Samson, he didn't look like a giant. He didn't look strong. He didn't look like some, because if he was like a giant, like Goliath, then there won't be any need to ask, where is the secret of your strength? But because he looked like an ordinary man, his strength became a mystical. Is, are you with me? And I, I said to you that the anointing makes us do incredible things. I said the anointing make, makes us do incredible things. It, 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 we know that Samson was a, a judge who was supposed to deliver his people for, uh, the, the Jews from the hand of the Philistines. And so God endowed him with incredible strength to be able to do that. Amen. But before we go on through all that, I said to you that in life, the greatest achievement anyone can do in life is to be able to help somebody become all that God wants him to become. Are you with me? That's the greatest achievement anyone can do. That is how come we all remember one or two teachers who made a mark in our lives. I'm sure if I ask any, everyone in this room, there will be one name you can mention. Some people had bad teachers. <laughs> how many have some, a teacher that you, you, that you owe a lot to? I am sure all of us have one particular teacher who made an impression. This is somebody who facilitated what you have become today. Amen. Amen. And that is the greatest achievement anybody, anyone can do. And I said to you last time that also there, everyone will go as far depending on the company they keep. That's right. If you keep the right company, you go very far. If you keep the wrong company, your destiny can be aborted. Hallelujah. It is very, very important that you get the right company. And I said to you that Delilah is somebody who was in the relationship not for love. Delilah had ulterior motives. Ask yourself, why am I in this relationship? It could be a friendship. It could be anything. If you are in it for a, an ulterior motive, know that you are becoming a Delilah. Are you with me? Because Samson loved with all his heart, but Delilah didn't have any love whatsoever for Samson. All she was interested in, you know, they say the first woman was described as a harlot, but Delilah was never described as a harlot. Was it? 
Well, he, said, he took a woman out of the valley, isn't it? Of Sorek. But she was never, you see, when we read a scripture, we, 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 we tend to think that Delilah is a harlot. But it's not necessarily so. Afterwards, it happened that she loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. So she was just a woman. The first one was a prostitute. Very clear. Very clear. I am in this trade for money. Yeah. So we sleep. I'm a seller. I, at the end of the day, you give me my money, you go your way. But this is a woman. Are you with me? Yeah. And every man wants to marry a woman a for a relationship. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? So you would have thought that this woman would also be in the, in the relationship for love. But no, this woman was in the relationship, but her heart was not in it. If you are in a relationship and your heart is not in that relationship, know that you have a sign and a symptom of Delilah. I'm going to give you 10 signs because it is very difficult for you to admit that you are Delilah. Amen. I don't want you to look at others. Let's look at ourselves. Because all of us can become Delilah. And I said to you last week that if we take somebody like Peter, who was so helpful to Jesus, he left all and he became a fisher of men. Are you with me? He was the right hand man. In fact, he said that if Jesus was going to die, he would die with him. One day Jesus said that, the Bible said, and Jesus set his face towards Jerusalem. And he said to them, that I need to go to Jerusalem to go and die. Immediately, uh, Peter said, far from it, Lord, that you should go and die. You won't die. And immediately, the Bible says that, and Jesus turned about him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. He didn't call him Peter. He called him Satan. Why? Because she, he was exhibiting the signs and the symptoms of Delilah. Which meant that I am in this relationship. I am a uh, uh, disciple because of my stomach and what I will get from you. Now that you are going to the cross, if you are not there, how am I going to feed my wife and family? How am I going to look after all this? I have left all and followed you. Now you, you are my source of income. And you say you are going to die. What's going to happen to me? Not today, Lord. You cannot die. And I said to you, all of us can exhibit a symptom, a sign of Delilah. Let's not think that Delilah is somebody. Amen. Everybody. Let me give you the signs of Delilah. Number one sign. Ten signs. Ten signs. Delilah is what? Delilah is somebody who is guided by what? Greed. Ask yourself, what is the motive? You know, the, the, the Bible didn't say how many lords came, but the Lord said, we will give you 100,100 pieces of silver. And I said to you that uh, 12 is, uh, at that time, the region, 12 is the number of governance, of government. So if the lords came, then chances are, if we look at the, the, the uh, culture in those days, there will be 12 of them. So if you are, you're talking about 12 times 1,100, 
Everyone is giving 1,100 pieces of silver. And look at Jesus was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. So 1,100 pieces of silver is a lot. Because this was many, many years. Hundreds of years after, before Jesus. So you can see that that money had a lot of value. And it said, it said was it? 13,000 what? 200. 13,200 pieces of silver. And this woman betrayed her husband because of greed. Are you in a relationship because of greed? Do you follow somebody or do you have a friendship with somebody because of what you can get? Do you have an ulterior motive in the relationship or in the, in the friendship that you have, in the things, even at work, if you have ulterior motives for the work you are doing, you are exhibiting the signs of Delilah. Amen. And you see, the end of Delilah is death. Every Delilah ends in death. Hallelujah. Because Delilah was in the room. Delilah was in the house when the, 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 the pillars came down and the lots and everybody died. They died with Delilah. Number two sign is what? Exhibit what? Fake feelings. If you love me, how can you say you love me when you have kept the secret away from me? Don't exhibit fake feelings. Oh, you are crying, you are crying. But you know that you are not crying because of the person. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah, it's like, oh, 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 I, I am sad. You are going away, I'm sad. You don't know you are happy the person is going away. Don't pretend. Listen, it, it, is, it is more difficult to be fake than to be real. Because every time you have to, in your mind, it's like you're an actor. You have to switch roles. You have to switch roles all the time. It's not easy being an actor. That's why all of us know, cannot act. It is easier to be real. When you put on a front and you try to lie all the time, you have to always remember a lot of things in your head. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? What was the third one? Did I give you a third one? Delilah is somebody who uses your weaknesses to their advantage. Listen, it's not a good thing to know somebody's weakness and always hang, hammer it for your benefit. It's demonic. Am I talking to somebody? Hello? Are you with me? The way you are quiet, I don't know whether you are here. It is not, it's not a good thing to always try and, and uh, uh, use, use uh, that type of feeling. The third one, is it number? Number four. Delilah is a selfish person. Listen, life is not about you alone. Life is not about your feelings only. Life is not about what you can get. If you are in a relationship with somebody who is always, what can I get in this relationship? What am I going to get? What am I going to get? You are dealing with a Delilah. 
In fact, love is about giving. Love is not about taking. If you say you love somebody, you don't love in isolation. You love, love must have an object that it directs its efforts to. For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. If you love, you give. Are you with me? What makes a marriage, for instance, what makes a marriage work the, the best is when a husband says that I am coming to give my all to this woman. And a wife comes, I am coming to give my all to support this man. Then it makes, it makes uh, the, the marriage work because both of us have come to give, not to take. If you have the marriage where one says, I've come to give, and another says, I've come to take, you have a very bad relationship. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If you have a relationship where both are coming to take, it will not work very well. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If you are selfish, selfish people don't make good partners. They don't make good wives, good husbands. It is selfless people that make the best partners. See, Samson came with everything. He was prepared to do everything for Delilah. But Delilah had one agenda, and that is all I can get. All I can take. Amen. Sometimes we are giving people, but in a certain relationship, we are people that like to take. We are not in it to help or benefit the person we are in a relationship with. We just want to take. You know, you go to a, a job and you are in a, you are thinking about what you can take from the what job. Are what are my benefits? What I can get? What I can take? What I can get? You won't make a good a good person. You make a good worker. You know something? There, there's a scripture that says that whatever you do, do it. Look for that verse for me. Do it as unto the Lord. Whatever you're doing, know that your contract is not with one person. It's not with your employer. It's not with your wife. It's not with your, your husband. But your contract is with the Lord. Yep. Amen. So whatever you are doing, do it as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. It is with God that you have to do. In uh, Hebrews 4.13, the Bible says that the one with whom we have to do, he sees where no man sees. God sees where no man sees. All, therefore, there's no creature that's hidden aside, but all things are open and naked to the eyes of whom, to, to whom we have to give account. In this relationship, you will give account to God. Colossians 3.23. He says that, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to who? Men. men. Not to men. You are not doing it for a man. You are not doing it for a woman. You are not doing it for a husband or a wife. You are doing it as unto the Lord. You may cheat the man. You may cheat the woman. But God sees where no man sees. I said, God sees where no man sees. And God looks at the heart. You know, uh, uh, the prophet, God said to the prophet Samuel, he said that man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. 
And God can see where no man sees. So why are you in this relationship? Why are you in this work? Why are you in this church? Why are you doing what you are doing? What is your motive? Do you have an ulterior motive? Are you in it for selfish reasons? Or you are in it to be selfless? Next one. Are you, are you seeing some signs? How many are guilty so far? The next one, Delilah is captivating, enchanting, exciting, and charming. Shall I say it again? Delilah is captivating, enchanting, exciting, and charming. She has a sweet personality. She knows what a man wants, and she knows how to make a man feel good. You know, for a, a woman to be able to say to a man three times, no, four times actually, that lie down, let me tie your hair with a rope, and the man doesn't feel anything. Lie down, let me weave your hair and tie it into a bow, and the man doesn't feel anything. Lie down, let me bind you. I mean, the, the last one said, if you bind me with new strings, new ropes that have not been used. Lie down, let me tie. Do you know what it means for, to be tied from a shoulder to the, the legs? Tied. Asleep. It means that the love that you are lying on, you must trust it so much. And the love must be so comforting to make you entice you so much that even though you know that this person wants to do something evil to me, I still want to lie there. And that is how sin is. You see, Delilah is another form of Satan. He, he lures us in with little sins. With little sins. And sin is so comfortable and sin is so enticing. Sin is so, it's so nice. It's engaged, it's captivating. It's enchanting. When you are are engaged in it, your mind doesn't think. That is how come when you finish sinning, you feel very, very angry with yourself. Because when you come back to yourself, you say, ah, what was that all about? Have you told a lie when you finished? You kicked yourself. Why did I do that? But it's captivating. It's enchanting. It's excited. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Next one. Delilah is manipulative. She practices witchcraft. She's cunning and she plays games in relationships. You know, when you are in a relationship and you always feel under duress, I'm not talking to you because you haven't done this for, for me. I want you to go to this place. I want you to do this. I want until you do this or do that for me. I'm not going to be nice to you. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to cook for you. I'm not going to give you sex. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. That is a Delilah manipulative practice. And that's witchcraft. When you use your 
your, your emotions, you use your desire, your feelings to make somebody or oppress somebody to do something they didn't want to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, everybody has a free will. Even God, are you listening to me? Even God gave us our free will. And he said that let us serve him if you will. He's, uh, Joshua said, choose you this day whom you serve. If God, uh, Joshua said, choose you this day, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You can choose to go right, you can choose to go left. It's, God has made our will, he has given us independent will. Listen, if you are in a relationship, let the person willingly tag along. Don't manipulate people to do anything they don't want to do. Give them the freedom. Hallelujah. It's better to stop, for somebody to come along freely than to be manipulated. Have you ever manipulated somebody to follow you to some, uh, go somewhere before? How many have done that before? Yeah. Give me a wave. Yeah. And how did you feel? Or how was the relationship? Didn't it feel weird? It felt so plastic. The person is following very gradually. They don't really want to be there. And you are forcing them to be there. You are trying to make the thing exciting. And the person cannot come along. We want. God should forgive some people. We are trying to spoil my message. Let me move on to the next point before I get into trouble. Yesterday, we argued from London all the way to Leeds. Because, you see, anyway, let me go. Let me me not even try and defend myself. It's okay. Now, what number am I on? Delilah, for Delilah, it is business as usual. For Samson, it is life and death. She hardly puts her emotions into the relationship because she knows she has issues with commitment. Hallelujah. Delilah has no commitment to the relationship whatsoever. If the relationship breaks today, Delilah doesn't care. That's how come Delilah will be able to freely offer your life for 13,000 pieces of silver. As long as her needs are met and the services are rendered, she's happy. Delilah will betray you or deny you when the situation becomes critical. Peter denied Jesus three times when the situation became critical. Can we say that Peter was not, was a Delilah? He was following for a while for what he could get. Amen. Next one. Delilah does not like to be under authority. She loves to have things her own way. Amen. If, I was thinking about this if Delilah is a Philistine, amen, and Samson is a Jew, and the Jews are at war with the Philistines, and we know that the Jews are not allowed or permitted to marry 
their enemies. I think that it will be vice versa, which means that the Philistines will also not naturally want to marry their enemies. Are you with me? But that law doesn't apply where Delilah is concerned. I am open for the highest bidder. Wherever it's coming from. If it is something, hey ho. If the Philistine lords come and offer a higher price than Samson is giving me, I am for. And that makes Delilah even worse than the prostitute. Because after all, the prostitute has a flat fee. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? But as for Delilah, I am for auction. I come to you, Samson, for maybe 5,000 pieces of silver. But the, the lords who have come are offering me 13,000 pieces of silver. So my loyalty goes to, where is your loyalty in any relationship? I'm asking a question nobody's answering. Can somebody buy your loyalty from underneath you? Can somebody just turn your head and you lose all your loyalty? Or you are focused on what you are focused on. Paul said in Romans 6, Romans 8, sorry, what shall separate us? 37, 36, 37, what shall separate us from the love of God? Shall persecution, shall famine, Shall nakedness, shall pestilence, in death. We are killed all day long. Yet we don't count it as anything. Because we will not allow anything to separate us from the love of God. As it is written, we are counted as sheep to be killed. We, our lives are given. In Philippians 1.21, he said that for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I'm sold out to Christ. If he kills me today, hey, if I live, I'm still his. That's a sold out life. Not a life up for auction. If Satan comes today and offers me one million I deny Christ immediately and follow Satan. If Jesus comes and pays more than what Satan is giving, I am back. If as we are walking, Satan also comes with a higher price than what Christ is offering, immediately I leave Satan and I come back to, I leave Christ and I go back to Satan. No, you can't live a life like that. Hallelujah. Let's be, let's be real. Let's be sold out. Sold out for what you believe in. Amen. Amen. If, you know, that Naomi was a foreigner, just as, no, Ruth was a foreigner, just as Delilah was a foreigner. Ruth says that where you go, I will go. Your people shall be my people. Your God shall be my God. Where you die, I will also die. Where you are buried, I will also be buried. But for Delilah, I am against my lords by coming for you because you have something. 
But as soon as the Lord comes and they give a higher money, higher money than you are giving me, immediately I'll sell you. Are you getting the, are you getting the, the sign of Delilah? And you see, this sign, almost all of us in this room, we carry it sometimes. Hallelujah. We carry it sometimes without even realizing that we, we are wishy-washy. We are not resolute in what we say we believe in. We are not committed to it. Listen, a committed life is a purposeful life. Am right. I talking to somebody? A life that is committed is a life that is purposeful. A life that is going somewhere. A life that is not committed to anything. If you, are, you, are, you are floating. Jesus said, what did you go into the wilderness to see? Did you go and see a reed that is tossed about by every wind? Do you know what the reed looks like? A dried plant that is, has no roots. So when it, the wind blows this way, it goes that way. When the wind blows that way, it comes that way. No, no, he says that no. You went to see a prophet, more than a prophet. This was one that is, is, is the greatest amongst the ones that come out of the womb. John the Baptist. He wore wild camel hair. And then he ate wild honey. Locusts. He decided to live an austere life in the wilderness to promote Jesus and the gospel. Hallelujah. What do we choose? Let me give you one last one. Are we learning something about Delilah and Samson? What was the next one? What number am I on? Delilah does not like to be under authority. I've said that, okay. Delilah is promiscuous. She loves to flirt with men. For a woman who can keep men, the Bible says, and the men of the Philistines were in a room with her as Samson was asleep. Can you imagine? Have you seen it? Four times, he says that the, 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 the Philistines Let's look at, uh, let me show you the first one. He says that. Now, verse 9, that's uh, Judges 16. Now the men were lying in wait, staying with her in the room. Can you see it? The men are in the room. They didn't tell us how many men. But the men were in the room. I don't know how long Samson was asleep for. But if his hair was as long as we think it is, and it has to be woven and put in a band, it will take a while. And the men were there. If the, he had to be shaven, it would take a while. If he has to be bound, it would take a while. And all this while, the men were in a room. Are you someone who flirts? You flirt with things. You flirt with this one, you flirt with that one, you flirt with this. Some of us as Christians, we flirt with this church, we flirt with this church, we flirt with this, we flirt with this pastor, we flirt with this pastor, we flirt with this pastor. When we say flirting, that, it doesn't necessarily mean sexual. How many pastors do you have? How many people are talking to your life at the same time? 
One person saying this, one person saying that, one person. They may all be good people, but you can't have everybody talking to your life. You must have one. 